It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. Know what you need to know and what's it all about. Welcome to the Clip Out, episode 71. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. I feel like your voice was a little sexier. You were a little, you were sultry. You were like, welcome to the Clip Out. Welcome to the Clip Out. Ooh. <laughs> I feel very welcome. <laughs> but everyone else is listening. I don't know how I feel about that. Okay, well, maybe we should move on. <laughs> We've already made our listeners uncomfortable. I know. They're like, this is very awkward. It's 30 I mean, seconds into the... Do they not know how to edit <laughs> Oh, trust me. She knows how to edit things out. Like it, right now, you're it like... It could be so much worse, Yeah, guys. like right now, you're like, he gets a little racy sometimes, but for the most part, he seems like a pretty decent dude. Like if, if you heard the unedited version, you're like, there's something seriously wrong with this guy. What I, is... I try to keep him likable. Yeah. Like, what is going on in that noggin of his? So uh, speaking of things going on in noggins, what's going on in yours that you have in store for people? <laughs> There is so much to talk about this week. There is a new product out that I think is trying to take Peloton on. Yeah. And we got to talk about that. There's a tread update. There's a feature update. There's new ads and partnerships. There's there's Peloton UK news. There's news about Nicole Moline. There's news about a past guest. Up. There's porn on the OPP. Ooh, let's start with the porn. <laughs> and we have a visit from the Stat Fairy. And I'm going to throw a curveball at you. I got a story too. <gasps> I like did some it's show prep this week. Notes. I know it's not in your fancy dancy notes, but I have a story that I think is going to prove to people once and for all that this whole thing, Peloton, exercise, all of it, complete waste of your time. This oh, might be our last episode. Dear. This could be our last episode. Science is on my side. Oh no. I have scientists. And we have our exciting interview with Krista Hayburn. If we even bother to run it. We're going to, After Tom. I talk about my scientists, <laughs> you're going to be like, this is pointless. We should stop. I doubt it. I'm pretty sure that's what's... I'm, I, I am almost positive that's how that's going to play out. Mm. So... One last shameless plug. Don't forget we're available on <laughs> iTunes. If you want to go back and reminisce, you can do that. Uh, you could rate and review us. I'll probably never read it because this is the last one, probably, right? And, uh, but, you know, but you feel free for posterity. If you want to be part of it, you can, you can review us there. If you want to, uh, uh, like our page before we have to memorialize it, <laughs> you can do that at facebook.com slash the clip out. And uh, if, are we keeping the website up? I, well, you paid for a couple years, so we'll leave it up there for a while at the okay. clipout.com. Okay. And uh, and you know all the t-shirts and stuff, they're they're print to order, so there's not going to be a clearance sale. <laughs> um, just letting people know that right now. So, uh, so there, there are all of your shameless plugs. Oh yeah, we should do <laughs> the review of the person, someone who did leave us a review. Is we this sh- the last review ever? Probably. Read? They're very lucky that they <laughs> snuck in under the wire. This is from Triple Distilled. Oh. They pour some out for us, <laughs> for their homies. She says, Ep- I don't know why I assumed it was a she, but I am. Okay. So if I'm wrong, right. I apologize. He or she says. Yeah. Episode 60 is the most important 
thing I've listened to on a podcast in a while. Oh, wait, who was 60? Was that, that Maddie? No, that was Marla Kaminsky. Mar- oh, well, yes, that yeah. was an important episode. And uh, they say Marla Kaminsky's interview was inspiring, important, and oh so timely. I've often thought of our Peloton bike as an awesome privilege and luxury, and I'm grateful for the physical fitness results my wife and I have since we got it. But after hearing Marla's story, I am truly inspired by the whole health benefit that people can get from a great machine and community. Thanks for showcasing Marla's story, and thanks to Marla for opening herself so completely to your audience. I have never taken the time to review any podcast. Whoa. How about that? Especially one as goofy and giddy and entertaining <laughs> as yours. I say affectionately. <laughs> she well, that act- was nice. They actually said that. that I was didn't nice. I didn't add that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I was moved by the important content and critical link to mental health awareness you covered this week. Well done, clip out. Really well done, Marla. So that was very nice Wow that is Yeah that's a good one to go out on And you know Marla is doing a really big thing this week Uh, She has a race and I am totally blanking on the name of it So I I don't mean to leave out the name of it But it is a race that's 310 miles and four days on a bike In a row? Yes Wow Yeah she's doing four days And like it started this morning So uh, I've been thinking about Marla all day And I hope she's doing awesome So that was a great timing for that awesome review. Yes, it was. So if you'd like to leave one that will never get read, (laughs) feel free to go to iTunes and uh, do that. So our grandkids will look at it one day and it'll be nice. (laughs) I guess uh, let's dig in, shall we? Okay. It's time for news of the Paladin. I think we should probably start with my story. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. You've got a printout. I did. Who prints things? You didn't want me to know about this ahead of time. I'm suspicious. So we should probably read this first because it's like I would hate for you to go through all the trouble of doing Uh all these other stories when you hear mine and you decide (laughs) what's the point. You wrote your own story about. It's print out. Oh, my God. There's highlights. You guys, there's highlights. (laughs) I highlighted. I'm surprised you could read it. That font's pretty small. Did you need. (laughs) Did you have to lean forward to read it? Oh, I'm getting a dirty look. <laughs> this is from the Washington Post. Oh. So depending on your political persuasion, uh-huh. that's either real news or complete bullshit. Okay. So, so it could be either way, depending yeah. on who's, who's depending listening. Depending on who you, who you voted for. All right. So, but it's from the Washington Post, which is a real newspaper. Okay. It's not the Weekly World Gazette or World News or whatever that always talking about Bat Boy. Okay. <laughs> science. Actual science. They are reporting in an article in the Journal of Proceedings of the Royal Society B Biological Sciences. Uh, that can't even be in our country. You know, well, you know it's important. Well, it says royal, so probably not. But you know it's important because it's such a boring title. It is a boring like title. That's, if you name your yeah, magazine. I went in. I, I started hearing like Peanuts version. Womp, yeah. Womp, if, womp. Well, but with a British accent. Womp, 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 womp. <laughs> is that British? I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, um, you know, when you name your magazine something that boring, it's pretty important. Okay. Go on. Uh, This month has found evidence that species that exert less energy on average have a better shot at making another rotation around the sun. So the less energy you spend, 
the less likely you are to die and go extinct. That's science. That's uh, that's from Luke Strotz, a postdoctoral research at Kansas University Biodiversity Institute, who spent years studying fossils of mollusks, Mollus- mollusks, <laughs> and bivalves, which are way sexier than regular valves. <laughs> Uh, that's what we're working on here Mollusks His most recent study shows That there's a significant connection Between a low Basal metabolic rate And that's the amount of energy An organism expends While at rest And a species evolutionary endurance Yeah but people Are meant to move Like that's been proven time and time again Strauss told <laughs> The Lawrence, Kansas Journal World What this study does for the first time Is show that the that the metabolism and physiology Is a component of extinction And no one has done that before No one has shown that previously His co-author, Bruce Lieberman An ecology and biology professor Dubbed it survival of the sluggish So clearly, I'm going to outlive all of you people <laughs> Strauss and his colleagues compiled a database of some four. Oh, he's leaning. He's leaning. (laughs) I can't tell what that says. Strutz and his colleagues compiled a database of some 46,000 specimens from nearly 300 species (laughs) and found that higher basal metabolic rates were, quote, a reliable prediction of extinction likelihood. So I'm never going to go extinct. It's the species. It's an entire species. So it, it's it's just saying that things that don't move like slugs are going to live longer. But I mean, that's like saying cockroaches are, you know, they live a long time. We know that. So slugs live a long time. That has nothing to do with people. No, I think it does. No, I'm I pretty don't, sure I don't. that's exactly what it Mm-mm. says. And I mean, he does go on to make that point, but I think it kind of goes off the rails there. Like <laughs> his, his theory that this applies pretty much exclusively to mollusks and bivalves, bivalves, and that they're not people. Like that's just crazy talk. I like. I mean, you're pretty sure it applies to you. It's too. like it's like you too. I like the early stuff Okay But the most recent stuff Not so much Not so much It's no different It's no different In other words That proved nothing So <laughs> Keep peddling <laughs> Thanks for tuning in No No We're still doing the episode Okay If you insist I do There's Things I do because I love you more <laughs> No So there's a rower there is a rower. But not a Peloton rower. Calm no, down, no. people. No, I mean, that's just it. So John Mills found this, and he was like, oh my gosh, did you see this? There is a new company, and they are out for Peloton. It says right in the title, new in-home rowing machine company hopes to compete with Peloton. Listen, guys, it's a rower. There's a screen on it, and it's it's just like a Peloton but it has it's a rower that you watch workouts and it's like these workouts but instead of instructor instead of following instructors in a studio these instructors will be dodging sailboats and raindrops and anything else they encounter on a river so it's like these river based workouts so you actually feel like you're on a river i mean 
This thing's pretty cool looking, I gotta admit. It scares me because there's been so many rumors Peloton's coming out with a rower. <gasps> These people beat Peloton to it. Maybe a rower, but I, I just, I don't, their monthly price is the same as Peloton's and all you got is a rower. That is true. And so I don't think the Peloton community is going to be like, let me go buy a rower and now I'll pay $80. Another $40. Now I'll pay another $40 a month. So I think... At some point, if Peloton does choose to make a rower, it's going to be like, oh, and like you get all this other stuff. I think that's where as as these other people attempt to ape their content, as we're seeing more and more of Mm -hmm. as and you'll hear more of momentarily. Right. But I think where Peloton's really going to have an edge is that they've they're going to just have more content and more devices with more content to where it's like well, it's a one-stop shop right where it's like oh well yeah i i want the bike but i want to run and and whatever else could we know that they're making more stuff that's not a secret they've said that we don't know what said stuff is but we know it's there and it as they add more product lines it's just going to be like you know but i can pay one monthly fee and if i want to add a piece of equipment down the road it will just mesh in perfectly well, that's certainly true. And with Peloton, the other piece of the meshing is that you you have a tracker that has all like a record of all the workouts right. you did. If you like, you have two different pieces of equipment, you're also not having one place that kind of tracks everything together. And this this sentence really is a little bit offensive. The idea is is the brainchild of True Rowing CEO Bruce Smith, who believes rowing is a superior workout to cycling. Bruce no no I disagree he says you're only using 44% of your muscles whenever you bike and you're using 86% of the muscles when you're using a rowing machine I I have no way to I don't I don't know I just know although it kind of makes sense to me like you don't do as much muscular standpoint you don't do as much with your upper body no you don't but that's that's what the weight workouts are for yeah but he's not talking about weight workout he's talking about the bike but there's weights on the bike yeah but you can't you could you could not do that part you'll never get it but with rowing you're You're gonna, gonna get both you're gonna get both well, I don't like it. And let me tell you guys, this is not only is it $40 a month, just like the Peloton. It's also two grand, just like the Peloton. Yeah. And I think that's at least the people that like rowing will will probably, you know, are probably going to be more inclined to pick one up. But I think even if you like rowing and you already have a Peloton, that's a pretty steep price tag on top of a Peloton. I think there were probably people that would drop the two grand, but to drop the two grand and then spend 40 bucks a month. I don't know how many people are going to cotton to that. Well, it kind of bothers me that they got to the market faster if in if in fact Peloton's even working on a rower. Well, like I said, and I will also say this guy's based out of Boston and this is from a Boston TV station. Mm. So or a radio sta- TV station. TV. So uh you know, I also don't know how much of a national footprint they're well, really getting. That's a good point, too. I mean, Peloton's gotten a lot of national exposure at this point. So all, all good points. All good points. Okay. Thank you, John Mills, for sending it. And uh, we will be watching this company very oh, I closely. I thought you were watching John Mills. I'm like, what do you do? He helps you out. <laughs> <laughs> no. The only thing I'm watching John Mills is his awesome videos he posts all the time. <laughs> I love the Mills. <laughs> and that's not the only piece of new equipment that's kind of not kind of that's set their sights on peloton it's true it's true so we've heard lots of bikes there are tons of bikes out at this point and one of them is nordic track but uh they didn't just copy 
Peloton's structure, they took one of our instructors. Well, they didn't take take them. No, she's been gone for a while. She has. They have Nicole Moline. Yeah, it's been rumored, but it has been confirmed. Like we saw her you in a video. See her, yeah, yeah. She's like legit in a video teaching a class. Janice Lind posted that on the clip out page the other night, and uh, Gina Mitchell found it as well. So. It's out there on social media, and um, she's teaching the classes at Nordic Track. So I don't, I don't have an opinion on it except for the fact that I mean, the, the cool thing about the Nordic Track bike is that they can change the resistance of the bike for you. Interesting. Um, I did think that was interesting, but I'm not sure I would like it. Right. Unless they're all calibrated exactly the same, and I know everybody. I don't want to get into a debate about calibration, so save your comments, people. But but I will say this: it's a fact that every bike is different. Like that's just a fact, right? And maybe Peloton's just missing the boat on this, or maybe it's just really hard to make sure every single piece of equipment is exactly the same, which I think is the case. So I don't really like that. There's like a company out there that can just like press a button. And make it harder or easier when that may not work on my bike. I also wonder what else they can do to your bike. Oh. Like, what if you stop? What if you decide to stop paying your monthly fee, but you still want to use your bike? Can oh. they turn it off? Like those pay as you go car places? Yeah. They put things in your car now, like where if you miss a payment, they just flip a kill switch and it doesn't work. They don't have to come repo it. That's that's a good point. So like I the want, robots are going to rise up. Yeah, <laughs> it's the singularity. Huh? No, but that's interesting. Yeah. Huh? I'm just wondering. Like, can they do other things to your bike? Hmm. Well, and Nordic Track is like they're based on payments. Like they never expect you to buy anything up front. Right. Like they're targeting a, a, a they're targeting people who don't want to spend that kind of money up front. So yeah. So that they're always based on payments. So it's a very interesting thought. How how much is it? Do we I know? didn't I didn't check the, this one. Gotcha. So I'm not sure. Uh, I know it's cheaper than a Peloton, but I don't know how much cheaper. I wonder how much their monthly payments are. Good question. But we don't care enough to look because we have Pelotons. And Pel- I just feel like. I just feel like Peloton is superior in a lot of ways. And I, I obviously they have one good instructor, but I don't think the rest of their instructors are and they don't have live classes and yeah. the live classes. You, you don't have to participate in the live classes, obviously, to enjoy Peloton, but it makes it a lot of fun when you do right. and you can. And so uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't really want to go with a company that doesn't have that built up. I feel like all these knockoffs entering the market is actually going to benefit Peloton because if there's like one main competitor, now you're, you're Coke and Pepsi, right? But now that there's like three or four different companies attempting this, and I'm sure more on the way, Mm -hmm. you know, now it's like Coke and RC Cola and King Cola and Crown Cola and, you know, the bottom feeders, right? I was trying to think what the, (laughs) With the Walmart equivalent, what their branding was. Great value is always there. Yeah, but they have names. But I, yeah. anyway, you know, I, I think that with all these potential usurpers, it's making them, it's muddying the field for all the, the lesser brands. Like instead of someone being able to position themselves as the alternative to Peloton, there's like so many different people. Attempting it that they all just kind of end up being like looking all like copycats and if you do any amount of research on an indoor exercise bike that features live streaming classes <laughs> you're go- you, there's no way you're not going to also research Peloton and then you're going to be like oh they they're way ahead on content and even if it's five hundred dollars more it's I'm going to get all this extra stuff and if I ever want to add something 
I, I think it's funny because there's one out there called Echelon and their their font is exactly like Peloton. Oh. And and man, the people on their Facebook page are I, I they are really protective of the Echelon. And it's it's funny because uh Peloton people go out there and they're like, uh you know, <laughs> and they're like, our, there's nothing wrong with our product and we just don't want to spend a lot of money like you Peloton people. I mean, it gets it gets ugly <laughs> out there. And if they want to put videos out there, all of them, Nordic Track, all of them, they need to put models in these commercials that look like they know what the hell a resistance button is. They all look crazy jumping around in the bike. Every single one of them. And I don't understand that. Peloton's <laughs> the only one that they look real. And I know, I know. There's people out there that are like, they don't look real because they look like models in a house. I'm talking about they actually look like they're riding the damn bike. That's right. what I'm saying. You know, the thing that really upset me about Echelon is their podcast, The Click Out. <laughs> I thought that was very offensive. With Tim and Krista? Yeah. Like, this is, yeah. <laughs> Got to rein that in. And who clicks out of a bike? Echelon users. <laughs> a doy. <laughs> so let's talk about actual Peloton equipment. Okay. There is news on the tread. Yes. We finally, finally, finally got a date. Ish. Sorta. <laughs> There's more like a time frame. It's like they defined fall. For most people. So they said, hey, if you if you gave us a pre-order prior to June 30th, then you will get your your tread October, November ish. Unless. And then if it was after June 30th, then it's going to be December, January ish. Unless. Unless. You are Alaska. You live in Alaska. And the problem is I, I did some research and I found out the problem is in Alaska. It's always winter. <laughs> so how are you supposed to? It's never fall. So there's no way to deliver it in the fall. And it completely screwed up their circadian rhythms. So I think the real issue is it's probably something to do with the shipper. But uh, that, yeah. that could also be at play. Yeah. But I really think. But I'm sorry, Alaska. Sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. And I feel bad because I'm so excited that there's a date-ish <laughs> there's there's a there's a time frame, but since we were like on day one, we should be October first, right? Yeah, I'm thinking that it might not work exactly like that. I know. I think they're going to go by state. Yeah, they probably have zones. And it's going to be forever before they get to the freaking Midwest. We always get everything last. We know. we're just now wearing parachute pants. <laughs> you can't touch this. <laughs> no parachute pants predate that. Oh, well, I guess that's next year. Yeah. <laughs> And there's also a new feature update. There is. It came out right as we did our last podcast. And uh, <laughs> so I couldn't talk about it then. But now when you're riding on demand, you can see milestones of those riding on demand with you. So you can see if somebody's riding their 300th ride and it happens to be an on demand ride. So you can give them a high five. And that's, oh, that's so awesome. cool. It's yeah. also great, too, because like if you if it's your 300th ride and you crap out halfway through, they can take it back. <laughs> right. If they give you a shout out five minutes in, and you're like, I'm a shout out. I'm done. Like then now you high five that guy for nothing. <laughs> I don't want to waste a high five. 
And there's all sorts of new partnerships. Yeah, I don't They've know been, what is happening. They are on a tear. They are. So so L and Peloton. L magazine. September issue. Check it out. There is an ad. L and Peloton. And there's just a lady standing next to a treadmill. I can't remember if it was an instructor or not. Just, you know, all looking L. That's it. <laughs> You're like, what the L? And it doesn't say anything else. It's not like the tread coming soon or no, no. It's that's it. <laughs> it's just like a fashion spread, and there happens to be a yeah. And then and then um, there's Chobani in Peloton. I'm so, pretty sure it's pronounced Chobani, but go on. <laughs> yeah. So Chobani, uh, they Chobani and Peloton have apparently partnered, and there was a blog on well Peloton's blog, and they talked about like how great it's been that Peloton's been traveling around the country on their summer tour, and. Guess what? Shobani has been providing food, apparently. So we get a little recipe. It's pretty cool. But it's just kind of fascinating that there's all this happening, you know, and and it's like, why are all these partnerships happening? And we we did have a guest from the prophet. This this is not an official prophetizing, but right. the prophet thought, hey, maybe it has to do with all the newest round of funding. Maybe they're new partners within that round of funding. And so there's been some, you know, yeah, some corporate investments. And so now there are some corporate synchronization. Synergy. Yes. Yes. We're synergizing. We're synergizing. So maybe that's what's going on. Also, just a quick note about the Peloton tour. Uh, so I did just want to mention that there were there were some there were some recent visits to Chicago from the Peloton tour. If anyone went there and you did not see Dennis Morton, that is because Dennis Morton was only in Chicago for personal reasons. Just a coincidence. He was on vacation and was doing a charity thing and happened to be in town at the same time. So I just want to clear that up in case anybody felt like they got kind of, you know, screwed out of a visit. Nope. It was not scheduled. They were completely separate. It just happened to be that way. And it's a good thing you were working on your British accent earlier in the episode. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> I got a long way to go if I can use that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Peloton UK launching next month. So exciting. They were there was um It's Brentrance. <laughs> it's the opposite of Brexit. <laughs> yeah, the uh article that I will post from the uh, D- Daily Mail uh had the author got to ride and she was the only writer in the UK writing with all these people and she got high fives and she mentioned leaderboard names by name. So you might <laughs> I, be in the article and not even know. Happy Anna. <laughs> yeah, that was one of them. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's going to be cool. And then it's like, so does that mean they're going to be broadcasting from the UK? Because I thought that didn't happen until next year, but maybe it happens next month. I, I don't know. Yeah, what's going to be confusing, I think, for a lot of people is that they use the metric system, so it's going to be like a high 4.7. <laughs> so you'll have to adapt. Oh, that's going to be confusing. And they give all their high fives with left hands. Oh, no. Over there. Oh, no. So it's going to be very confusing for people. So what if, like, you know how when we were we were doing our big interview with Foley, mm-hmm. and he said, he said that he was thinking about, like, on your left instead of flipping people off? Yeah. So is it going to have to be on the right? I don't know. I, it's, and they don't even flip people off the same way. I, it's, it, there's just so many questions, they guys. They like, two fingers. <laughs> which, you know. Yeah, but, but. What? It's going to get cut. I can already tell. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was just going to say, 
There's an update about uh, past guest. Yeah, I thought this was so cool. Joe Costa, he was writing for the MS and he has been raising money and the ride has already occurred, but he hadn't quite met his goal. And I saw he met his goal this week. He is over $4,000 that he raised for the MS Society. Awesome. That's very cool. And thank you to everyone on the clip out page who donated. That's awesome. Yes, that I was love very... supporting our, our people. Very cool. Here's the one I've really been waiting for. <laughs> this might be the thing. Thing that finally gets me on the bike <laughs> There was porn on the OPP Yeah that it's was Whoa OPPP That was yeah that was um, Very graphic Very very graphic the, Yeah the, the one I saw anyway I, was, I don't know there might have been more well, but so, yeah, It wasn't up for very long It's interesting because Well the post wasn't <laughs> Tom Those, those guys were uh, So Tom sent this to me today And I was telling him That like a couple weeks ago It was great I was like It's Chopra honey like, I'm, I'm going to send porn you porn And there's a reason I'm send you porn But it's Chopra Like it's just Something I do Because I support you And the clip out And Peloton Here's some dirty pictures Does anything in here Look interesting But 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 the thing is Is that a couple weeks ago I saw this whole conversation And people were talking about How like There's so much porn On the OPP And I'm on the OPP Quite a bit And I've never seen this porn And I'm like What are people talking about Apparently it comes up And goes down So quick Because people Report it You gotta think about baseball Right yeah that takes care of it Yeah But they report it And it goes away so quick So it's like That's why I haven't seen it And clearly you're spending More time on the OPP It just popped up in my feed Mm -hmm. Like like, I don't go to the OPP But I like the page And it'll pop up in my feed And I'm scrolling through my feed I'm like whoa (laughs) I thought I just had that I just thought I just Went and looked at that page I didn't think I I didn't think I actually liked it Yeah so That's become a thing I think they might be uh, Maybe they need to Modify how they're letting people in Those people must ride the bike a lot though They were in good shape And they've been doing the yoga Because they were flexible Yeah that is true So I mean they are It was a whole thing guys And there were multiple people It was it was very graphic <laughs> It was only up for nine minutes according to Tom The picture was only up for nine minutes According to Tom Well because it said posted nine minutes ago And I went to report it uh-huh. To bring it to someone's attention mm-hmm. And it was and it already was like This is error you can't but do this he had time to send it to me first Well first things first <laughs> I'm dedicated to the show honey <laughs> oh, It is fascinating though Because I think it means that like they're not doing a great job of Oh I thought you meant the pictures (laughs) They're not doing a great job of being carefully selecting who they're letting in You know because They gotta get so many like you can't I know I know but It's hard I I don't know where you draw that line I don't know It's difficult (laughs) It's difficult is what I meant to say But they gotta get so many requests in a day That Uh, they're just going through and improving them in bulk yeah, well, maybe we should. So do was she. <laughs> maybe we should, you know, ensure that these people actually have a bike or a leaderboard name or something. Yeah, maybe that would help. Anyway, next, <laughs> Stat Fairy. We got a visit from the Stat Fairy. Has returned. Yes, the Stat Fairy has returned. There were one point five million rides taken in July. That's flat compared to June. 
So it's pretty much the average for several months at this point. The only month that there was a big difference was in February was 1.3 million rides. Again, you know, our little disclaimer asterisk, this is one person checking this stuff. I realize that if Peloton were to report it, we'd probably seeing different numbers. And it also, I would like to point out the Stat Ferry is looking at bike metrics only. We are not listening or hearing anything about the tread. So gotcha. It's uh, the Stat Ferry notes that Robin Arzon has the most popular rides by far. It's just really, really interesting. Uh, JJ's Guns N' Roses ride was a huge ride for the month, but Robin had even bigger rides than that. And that's wow. impressive because the Guns N' Roses ride had 17,733 rides taken. That's a lot. Wow. Also, uh, the Stat Ferry notes that Short rides continue to be where it's at. 61% are short form. And 40% of the classes taught are short form. Will it be changing? Stat Ferry thinks no, because that would require more classes from the instructor. So that's the Stat Ferry's take on it. And um, they think that will not happen. 85% OD versus live. So that's up. We were at 80%. So interesting. Yeah. And that makes sense. I mean, people buy the bike for flexibility mm-hmm. and to not be tied to certain start Absolutely. times or having to get to the gym. And so it I, to me, that seems perfectly reasonable. You know, what's interesting that that's fascinating, though, is that this person kind of tracks where the instructors are, who has the most popular rides, who, you know, where they all kind of fall. And I'm not getting into the details of that, but it's fascinating to know that they change Every month, with the exception of Robin. And the interesting part about that is that we have all these tribes and they're not really they're not really changing who likes who or what the most popular rides are. It doesn't seem to affect it. Regardless right. of what the tribe looks like, the numbers are what the numbers are. Interesting. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses. And then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in... In like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clip Out listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping checking in with the peloton community joining us today via skype phone is krista hi how are you thank you so much for having me thank you for joining us i'm so excited to have you so how did you find peloton (laughs) (laughs) right to the chase exactly i love it well you know what's crazy is I was saying this to my husband, like prior to talking to you, Crystal, I said to him, you know what, do you remember me coming to you 
about a year before I bought the bike and said, hey, Dave, I found this amazing bike. I know you're going to tell me no because <laughs> it's probably too much money. But I really feel that this, this is going to change our workout routine. Now, I've had workout machines. I have a Nordic track. I have an elliptical. And I love working out from home. But the thing was, is I wasn't getting the same kind of benefits as I used to get back in my 20s, in my late 30s, early 40s. And I needed like I needed to change. So I started seeing it around. And this was like before they got big on, you know, doing advertising on TV. So one day I decided to take a ride to the King of Prussia Mall and I wanted to try it out firsthand for myself. And needless to say, it was love at first sight and I bought it and the rest is yet to be written. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... So like how long ago was that then? So that was about three years ago that I really started to pay attention to the bike itself. So it was probably about the time Peloton came out. Okay. I probably saw it. Actually, what's crazy is I think Facebook heard me talking about it and started <laughs> it started popping up on Facebook. It probably and I really did. just started paying attention to it. And that was even before I even knew about the amazing community that it had. And once I got involved in that, that was it. Hands off. I was, I was, oh. that's awesome. I was clipped in. <laughs> <laughs> they do listen though. The, the, they, yes, they, they do. It's creepy. Yeah. There, there have been times when like, cause we have like Google home where there have been things that we were only talking Thinking? about. Yeah. Like or, but there were things we had talked about, but hadn't Googled or anything like that. We had never put it into our internet machine and all of a sudden I start seeing display ads for it. Yeah. And it was hyper specific. It was the number that that hangs on our mailbox to show yeah, right. our address had broken. <laughs> and like what do you even call that? Yeah, I mean, you know, oh. the hangy thing on the mailbox. Yeah. <laughs> and but the, they know. And the next day I started seeing ads for them on Facebook. <laughs> I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> it is. It is insane. It's insane. But you know what? I'm grateful that they listened to me because <laughs> needless to say, it was an amazing. I was so glad that I got it. And I didn't know what I was really getting myself into right. when I did buy it. Yeah. No, nobody does. You no. I mean, so, so you said you had like these other machines. What kind of, yeah. what was your fitness level like before you got the Peloton then? Well, it was, I kind of have ebbs and flows. I try to do my best to take care of myself just because I have a nerve injury from when I was a police officer. So being in a better shape actually helps with the pain from that. Since becoming a cop at the the ripe age of 25, I really tried to maintain the fitness level that I was at from the time I started the police academy until where I am now at the age of going on 43. Wow. That's impressive. So you're you're no longer an officer. I am not no longer. I am no longer an officer. So I'm not no longer. <laughs> yeah, you're an English teacher. Honestly. Yes. Yeah. Um, so what's a career shift look like for a police officer? Where do you go after? Uh, well, that was an interesting journey in of itself. You know what? It went from you know being known as something one day to being a nothing the next day. And it was really a transformational journey for a good five, six years from the time I left in 2012, because who I knew 
was not who I've become. If that makes any sense. It does yeah. make sense. I, I mean, do you feel comfortable sharing your journey? Yes. Okay. Oh. I, <laughs> sure. Uh, don't want to too much, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, so I left the police academy. I mean, left the, left the police department in the Philadelphia Police Department in 2012 after a long, I want to say stressful, funky time of life, I was actually sexually assaulted in 2006 by a commanding officer. Whoa. Um, yeah. And that, that 2006 was just a crazy year. It was like I was sexually assaulted in January. In March that same year, I was decertified as a police officer. So I had to go back through the police academy. I found out my dad had cancer again. It was just like a, a, a fireball of just hurdles of life throwing things at you. And I was at the catcher's mound trying to catch it all. But, you know, it took me back a little bit. I was sidelined. Yeah, I bet. So yeah. why were you decertified? Was it some sort of retaliatory thing or were they? No, I not that I'm aware of. Because at that time, I actually didn't report my assault. Oh. I was actually still on the police department. I was actually injured after I was decertified and went back out onto the street. So it wasn't necessarily that that was the retaliatory part of it. That came later in 2008. I was decertified. Like There was a bunch of us. There was 33 of us. Some of them were from military who were fighting over in Afghanistan. Because if you remember, in 2001, we had 9-11 happen. So we went back to war, and a lot of our military guys went back and fought. So they, while out serving their time, they were decertified. I just happened to be one of those people that they lost their paperwork. Whoa, so they just, how do they lose? I don't know. (laughs) It's like a magic act. What? That's yeah, yeah. I have to say, I'm shocked because even in early 2000s, so much was kept yeah. on computer. It seems impossible for that to happen, and and it sounds like there were several people. So that's really yeah. shocking. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. We, you know, just like New York, we're a huge department. We were over six thousand people on the force. So things do happen. I get it. It happens, right? right? right. No problem. That's you a know, good it's attitude. just one of those things. You deal with it. <laughs> Yeah. At that time, too, well, for me, being decertified was a blessing because I was out away from dealing with having to struggle with PTSD after my sexual assault that January. So I didn't have to go to work on the street every day. Okay. I got to go to the police academy and sit in a classroom and learn stuff that I had learned five years earlier. Okay. So it kind of was a a moment for you to step back. Okay. Okay. So I, I'm just mystified by <laughs> by this. It's like they lost the stuff, and so you got to go do things like that. Yeah. Do, I've never thought about this. Do police officers have to like kind of go back and get like retested? Certified? Yeah. Well, we do. The thing is, is we have to go through MPO certification every year to hold up our Act 120 certification, which is our state certification to be able to carry our firearm. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. You don't have that certification going into the range and, and doing all the classroom stuff that we have to do every year. That's where the paperwork, that's what got lost. I see. All I could think is, is that I had my son, my middle son, Nicholas, in 2004, but I had gone through all of the steps to come back on the force because I had taken a medical leave of absence before going back. And maybe it happened then. I don't know. But I worked for two years. Does that make you, you know what I mean? Like I came back. Yeah. Like you were, you were back, you were working and then then all of a sudden it got lost. Yeah, 
Exactly. Yep. When you have to go back to the academy and everything I know about this, I learned from Steve Gutenberg movies. <laughs> so take that right? With, take that it may not result. be accurate. Yeah. I believe that those were documentaries, though. I'm pretty sure. Do you still get like the same pay rate or are they like, yeah. nope, you're just a student cop now? <laughs> no, no. They kept us where we were. Thank okay. You. That's, that's, that's good, good at least. At least. Yeah. 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 Was it easy? Was it like. Was no, it- because we had to go through 11 months of the police academy in three months. What? Yeah. How is that even possible? I like- don't know. But, yeah, it's like we did it. it's like Billy Madison for police officers. Exactly. And I think I just yes. pitched a new movie. We did exactly. Because I was like, I was of two minds. I was like, on the one hand, maybe it's easy because it's like it's stuff you do every day and you already know. And then I'm like, okay, using that logic, fifth grade math should be easy. And yet, whenever Sydney brings it home. <laughs> I like that. Sandler is actually going to listen to this because that could be his next big hit. I know. Police Academy slash Adam Sandler, Billy Madison, right? I like it. Billy grows up. I like it. Anybody out there connected? You'll get a story by credit. (laughs) Do you mind that Adam Sandler would be playing you? Um, I don't know. <laughs> You're like, oh, what kind of check are we talking? I feel like Chris is more of a Amy Poehler kind of. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay. I, I think Tina Fey. Tina Fey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that was great. <laughs> well, I just like all of this is like perplexing for you. Yeah. Me. So, did you have to work with this this person that assisted yes. you every day? For yes, for until I got injured in September of that year. Good. I don't even know. Yeah, he was my boss. He was my boss. Oh, oh I'm so sorry. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry it happened. I don't mean like I'm only sorry because you. Yeah. Have I know. It, but it just no. like compounds the, t- the how terrible it is. Absolutely, and I feel sorry for people who do have to go through that and, and struggle with it because mm-hmm. it's not fun. And can I ask what what made you make the decision to report it? So, like I said, I got hurt in 2006. I had a nerve injury. I'd gone to a physician who had just said to me, hey, Krista, you know, listen, I just want to let you know, you're never going to be able to be a police officer again. And I said, okay, it's kind of what I needed to hear. And what I thought, because I had gone out on workers comp. So in September, after getting hurt, I wasn't able to go back on the street. So I was literally held up in my home for two years Mm. because I was afraid to go outside and deal with this because I was struggling so bad with depression and all of the the stuff that comes along with the sexual assault and and being a mom on top of it and and being hurt. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just like one thing after another. When he had said that to me, I came home that day and I turned to my husband and I said, Hey Dave, Dr. Sowen said to me this, how do you feel? about me going and reporting this. He said, Krista, whatever you need to do. Because growing up, I had a I had a hard life to begin with from the time I was born. You know, my parents were drug addicts. So I grew up in a crappy situation then and I've always learned to how can I better myself? How can I learn from what has happened to me? How can I teach somebody else, right? So I was never a victim. I never wanted to stay a victim. And I was in a victim state for such a long time with my children. And for them to see me like that was just not good for me. It just did not feel right sitting inside my soul. So he, well, as soon as he gave me that okay, because it was a, it was a family decision between him and I. 
because he had to be okay with this because who knows what was going to happen from this point on sure. if I go to report it. Right. It's not going to be an easy road. Yeah. No. And it wasn't. So I decided in January, about two years after it happened, to report, report it to Internal Affairs. And let me just tell you, I thought it was going to be they were going to come and help me. And they were going to do the job like you would expect police officers to do because that was what I would have done, right? And it just didn't happen that way. They really turned the tables. I will say that's always mystified me about police force. The cop code? The cop code yeah. in terms of like – I feel like – Yeah, like I feel like I get protecting your own. Like I, tot- I totally understand where the instinct starts. But right. I would also say if I'm working – and the guy next to me is a D-bag, I, I don't want that to, to rub off you. on me, yeah. right? Like, right. I, like, I would think that, like, you would want those a-holes out so you're not painted with that brush because every time there's a footage of a bad cop doing something stupid, yeah. like, people are like, ugh, cops. <laughs> and it's like, and instead of being like, yeah, F that dude, get him out of here, they're like, well, but here's what you got to think about. And, <laughs> right. and it's like, but no. It's like Monday quarterbacking. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's their yeah. own people, the wrong behavior, what you're there to do, right? Protect and serve. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I, obviously, I've never been a cop, but I mean, I can't even imagine how tough it is to fight your way through that system as a female anyway. Yeah. yeah. Which, yes. which is probably what the guy was counting on when he did what he did, that you were going to keep your mouth shut because it would be very difficult for you. And I'm mm-hmm. wow. How did it end up playing out? If we can ask. It had ended up playing out that I was eventually fired from the police department in 2012 because they retaliated against me through my workers' comp. Oh, that's awful. That is terrible. Yeah. And through the the lawyers and litigation, it was, well, here's your option. You can either take a medical leave of absence or go back to work full time. Or you could allow and ride your time out and let them fire you so that we can get your job back. And I'm just like, but I don't want my job back. Like, that was never an option for me. Right. Yeah. I knew that I was not going to be able to do the same job. My function of my arm was not going to be able to do. Going to wrestle with drug dealers is what I've, uh, what I've done in the right. past. Putting on a, a bulletproof vest and having that sit on the nerves that were damaged was not going to be an option for me. So why would I want to try to fight to get a job back? Where these people were already trying to get me out. Wow. So, what an awful yeah. situation. Yeah. So that's where we come down to well, what happens and you know, after you become a cop, then what happens, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I went back to school and I became a health coach. So how did you make that transition? I mean, I don't know what your financial situation was before or after, and, and I'm not trying to get into that, yeah. but I have heard so many people want to be health coaches, but it's not easy to start that kind of business and to no, be lucrative. Not. So how, <laughs> how has that journey been? <laughs> well, luckily, luckily, Crystal, police officers are paid extraordinarily well. <laughs> so I'm sure she had a cushion. <laughs> yeah. No. During that, what was, what was really great was through the entire, through the whole, that whole time, what my husband was doing, my husband was back going back to school to become a nurse anesthetist. Okay. While I was working, he was finishing up his master's degree as well as going back to school for a certification to be a nurse 
anesthetist and which allowed me the opportunity to be home to heal from my injury. I walked away with literally nothing from the police department besides my pension, which was a measly $23,000 after my 11 years with them. What? So like the whole, yeah. the whole point of a job <laughs> yeah. like that is the pension. We want to go right. kick their ass. Yeah. Krista. Right? Let's go. <laughs> Us in the whole Peloton community. That's right. This is bullshit. Right? <laughs> oh my God. I'm so fired up. I can't even imagine what you went through. <laughs> You know what? So I just, what I did is I, I, you know, again, I come to my husband and I said, Hey, this is what I'm thinking. I want to reinvest it. And the way I looked at it, it was, it was a reinvestment back into my health because I had gone through so many years of, of having to take these medications. I was on five different medications, like four different antidepressants that was just going to kill my liver ultimately. And I wasn't one of those. I didn't want to be that mom. My children are always the forefront of my brain. How am I going to be there for my kids? How are they going to look up to me, right? Absolutely. Right. They're my mirrors. And for me, it was like, okay, well, I knew about integrative nutrition, and I wanted to go the holistic route to heal myself. So I went back to school to become a health coach and learn how food could ultimately heal my pain. And it did. Really? It took me down to 95% of no pain and off of every medication I was taking. So what, what, what kind of changes did you have to make? My diet, I was doing a lot more meditations, a lot more self-care, working out more, but differently. I was doing a lot more woo-woo stuff. I was also doing what I say woo-woo is I was going into a business coaching side of the health coach side. So I got mentoring with that. And there was some training, which was called transformational coaching, which I became certified in to go a little bit deeper into the things that I was struggling with within regards to my sexual assault, my childhood, and all of that stuff that gets so wrapped up in our bodies that we don't really realize that we hold on to. It was pretty deep. Yeah, Yeah. it sounds like it. And when you made changes to your diet, was it things like you had to uh, start inflammation eating. issue, like the inflammatory. I was wondering, I was thinking of Jackie Zancada when you were saying that. And I was wondering mm-hmm. if you did like a lot of apples and cider vinegar and things like that to take the turmeric and all of that. Yeah. And so, it, it, it reduces the inflammation. Yep. hundred, 110%. Dr. Weil was like my Bible. So he's, you know, he true food kitchen. That's why I, I was, when you asked me about giving a, recipe. I was like, no, I don't have a recipe, but I can tell you where to go and eat. (laughs) Who is Dr. Weil is huge in anti-inflammatory foods. In his restaurants, he serves nothing uh, or it's based off of nothing that has inflammatory properties. So you walk out not feeling bloated or like that, that tight feeling in your body. You just feel so good. Was it hard to cut those kind of things out? Yes and no, because I wasn't really a white bread person to begin with. A lot of this started even before when I got into the police department, I started buying all organic meats and and dairy and all of that because working in a low economic area, Mm -hmm. I was seeing kids who I was locking up who were 15 who looked like they were 35. And I was like, I don't want my children to deal with the hormones from these foods. So I started buying back in 2001 go into Whole Foods before they got even big. So we started back then. I think a lot of it was a little bit hard, you know, going probably from white rice to brown rice. 
that kind of thing. Not eating a whole lot of tomatoes because they have inflammatory properties. Well, that's a totally different way to think of food. That's for sure. Yeah. It was just a different relationship. It was, it was becoming, it was actually, I was learning not only just having a better relationship with my food, but a better relationship with myself and rediscovering myself. Work. I'm just trying to figure out what I would eat. <laughs> I guess that's technically anti-inflammatory though. I would be, I would shrivel up to nothing. You would. <laughs> I would be the opposite of inflamed. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Can you tell us about the WOAR that you work War? with? Yeah. So Women Organized Against Rape. I'm the coordinator of marketing and social media communications, and I absolutely love it. That has to feel vindicating in terms yes. of taking something that clearly matters <laughs> to you on a deeply personal level and then, then also getting paid for it. Yeah. I know, right? Yes. It's like my ultimate dream job. I love, I have, a, I have a huge passion for social media, but I also have a passion for helping people find their voices as well as organizations such as war. Get out there on a bigger level. And what war is, is war is Philadelphia's only rape crisis center here in Philadelphia. What? There's only, what? There's only one here in Philadelphia. That's crazy. Yes. And a lot of people don't even know about us, which is even crazier. It's not like it's Mayberry. Like you, I know. I am right. shocked. You're like what the yeah. like the eighth biggest city in America or something? I think I think <laughs> you might be teaching me something right now. I mean, it's a huge town. Yeah, like, yes, it's huge. There's only one. That's there's only one. And how long it's has it been around for? Three years. Well, at least it's not new. Right. <laughs> it's not new. I'm, you know what I mean? No, I do know what like, you there's mean. There's only one, and we've been around since April. Like that would be right. <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> That's been a trivialized. I'm like, at least you've been around a while. Maybe there's no other ones because you're so good. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it. Bad. Yeah, no. There's like no need to start our own. Yeah. Go to that one. Yeah, exactly. War provides a whole lot of supportive services for people who've experienced rape, sexual violence. They serve men, women, children, LGBTQ. You name it, we serve them. It doesn't matter who you are. You don't have to have a label. You just come in and, and tell us you need help. They also do education. They go out to the schools. They like to start from pre-K all the way up to high school and college and so forth and talk about consent and boundaries and all of that stuff that's really important for kids these days based on what we're going on in these times with Me Too. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's such a different, different yeah. age. I know that when I watch movies, sometimes you go back and watch old movies and not even that old of movies and you're just – kind of wigged out yeah it's like how did they get away with that yes right think about it like 16 candles yeah there's all sorts of kind of oh, crazy windows yeah well <laughs> no, again 16 candles like he basically the football player gifts him a woman right you know and i even remember at the time seeing that when i was a kid and being like this is a little weird and then they at least in the context of the film established that everyone was kind of on the same page. Like he did that and it was kind of of a dirt move, but still like, it's just crazy. Or I've been going through a uh, mash episodes. And yeah. Those get a little weird. Sometimes. Yeah, they do. Sometimes I'm like offended. Yeah. <laughs> and I love mash and I love the characters in it, but I'm just like, oh, jerk. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, right. And, you can't watch TV anymore. Yeah. And for its time, mash was, about as liberal of a show as you would find on television. Like it's not 
like you're watching Porky's. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's it's crazy. I, mm-hmm. Although I'm just like, how do they explain this to pre-K? Like I'm, I am just like, okay, well let's not let's not tell them too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they don't go into you know they don't they don't do that. It's 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 just teaching them healthy boundaries. Okay. So self-respect, self-worth, all of that. How but to respect yourself. I would think there's probably a lot of stuff about how to ask before you do things or yeah. not even necessarily sexual things, right, but right. whether it, you know, well, hopefully not, <laughs> but, but yeah, just more just creating that sense of like, yeah, getting permission for before simple you, things before you escalate to the, you don't, so you don't just things. walk on other people. You right. Get, yeah. yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So then what's empower her voice? So Empower Her Voice was a movement I created. Empower Her Voice was basically me. It was my movement that I started just because I needed to be empowered to kind of learn how to share my story in a way where it was going to move other people. So I call it like the one woman movement. And it was just one woman telling another woman her story. This was pre-Me Too. And I think me and Tarana Burke were somehow kindred spirits, but I mean... (laughs) Because we've been, I've been talking about this since then. So I think she stole it from me. <laughs> I'm just saying. But no, you know, it's literally, it's me too. Prior to being me too big, it was sharing the story of one story that would touch another person to give them the gift of courage to share their story. And that it's okay to share our stories because we become inspired and we become moved to impact the community of many. That's how change happens. That's how conversations start. Uncomfortable topics where we can sit here and talk about this stuff, but still make it fun and easy to talk about. It doesn't have to be heavy. That's a difficult line to walk. It is. You know, in terms of not letting it get heavy, still keeping it light, for lack of a better word. Yeah, I mean, sure, because the only person who makes it heavy is the person who decides to make it heavy. I don't make it heavy. I think I can have, I don't want to call it fun, but we can keep it light to lack of better terms. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there, I think regardless of what your life experiences, we all have things that are emotionally traumatic to us that, you know, as time passes, you can discuss it without it being an emotional breakdown moment every time you talk about it. Yes. And if you do, and if that does happen, you always have resources there to be able to turn to absolutely like war right yeah yeah you know i think ultimately it's important to be able to to talk about it without it being heavy not from a trivializing it standpoint but it almost needs to become this kind of i'm trying to get the right way to say it like this kind of there's no right way just say it yeah like this kind of matter of fact yeah because if it's heavy then it doesn't get talked about or it gets talked about infrequently and then it's back to being silent and shameful yes the way you describe post-traumatic stress is that you live in that moment and it's really traumatic every time you relive it so you go through it over and over and over and over again but every time you relive it it's it's super traumatic so if you can distance yourself from it and talk about it the more you talk about it without reliving it the more you heal exactly and that's where the people who haven't dealt with it or who have never been a part of that traumatic incident can come in to help the people who are going through those traumatic incidences to be able to heal through that. Because it's people like me being able to talk to you about this that has helped me to be able to speak about it on a very easily wide open range that I do all the time. And it doesn't emotionally 
take me out that day. That's awesome. And that's what Empower Her Voice is. It's being able to make that woman, that man, whomever it is, not be able to be affected by their story. They become the author of the story. They're no longer the character of their story anymore. Well said. So they get to write the, the, the ending. That's, a good, That's a good analogy. It is. Yeah. So you were a police officer and you told us about that. And you've also been an author. Can you share that as well? Sure. I'm actually in the process of writing a book, which is, I think, like a most, kind of like a memoir about my journey, a little bit of what I told you here. And then I've also written in an anthology, uh, Silver Linings Story. I'm horrible. How horrible is that? <laughs> uh, Silver Linings, I don't want to say playbook. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a book <laughs> uh, that I was a part of, and I thought it was really cool. No, it really talks about the journey of being an entrepreneur and what that looks like for entrepreneurs going through, again, a story like mine and how I turned my life from being a police officer into an entrepreneur. So you've really changed your life a lot. A lot. Do you still have to take the medication? No, not for the injury. I don't. But I still do take medication for depression because I still struggle with depression. I've learned over time since last year, I was hit with a bout of severe depression and I do take medication for it. But learn that it's something that I need to be able to function again at my highest level. And if that's what you need, that's that's what you need. That's what you need. And I think it's awesome that you can talk about that. And I think it's awesome that you show your kids that you're a good example. You're leading by example. I appreciate that. I I really do. I strive every single day to do that. And to be able to have these kind of conversations, making those heavy conversations light in my home because you know, talking about depression is not something that I probably would have even shared with you three months ago until I realized, you know what, I have to not take that stigma that I hold when I talk about sexual assault and rape the same way I do with depression because it's so personal, if that makes any sense. Like, it's it's not. It's in, a, in one, of its, one of the same. But if there's, there's, it's mental health is still the same thing as I think a lot of people who deal with uh, sexual assault, rape, child abuse, and all of that. We, we struggle with that stuff alone. Yeah. I think you do. And I, coming from a perspective of growing up in, in a home where not everything was, was perfect in our home, I didn't have drug addiction to deal with. But, but we had issues in our home. And I think that all the times I've talked to different counselors and things and something they've taught me is that you kind of have to deal with always being anxious. And so that anxiety and depression is something that as you get older, you're always struggling with. Yeah. I think what it is, is what I learned for myself is to say, it's like a cold. Sometimes it comes back and sometimes you can keep it at bay by taking care of yourself. And I think that's what Peloton does for me is the workouts and keeping myself healthy. It really helps to keep my depression at bay. That's yeah. really awesome. It's rough when it comes to mental illness in that unlike a physical ailment, you, by virtue of definition, I think you internalize it. Like no one's going to take, uh, I don't know, heart disease as a character flaw, you, you know, in the same right. way that they might depression or what, what have you. And you also can't always see that it's there. You know, like if you have a fever because you're sick, you, you know you have a fever. You can you can measure that. But some days just suck more than others. And, <laughs> and you look around and you're like, there's no reason that today sucks more than the other days. But it just does. That does. Yes, exactly. Nobody's like, I don't want to tell people I take Lipitor. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> where I got to take an aspirin every day. Right. Yeah. I don't let anybody know. <laughs> I took an Advil. <laughs> It's so true. It's so true. And I, I, I think it's great to have conversations like this because it does remove the stigma of any kind of medicine that you have to take. You know, if you got to take it, you got to take it. And that's what helps yeah. you. Exactly. Yeah, we pretty much just fixed it. <laughs> I, think, I think so. It's all good now. Yep, we're good. Woo! Go team. <laughs> team clip out. <laughs> What is your Peloton leaderboard name and how'd you come up with it? Oh, my Peloton leaderboard name is the evil queen. And I came up with it because I am a Disney girl, but I love all of the villains and the evil queen is one of my ultimate favorites. And it has been ever since I was a teenager. Wow. Do you love that show once upon a time? No, I don't even watch that. It's just, it's the cat. I don't, I don't. It's crazy. My daughter likes it. She's really awesome. But, you know, I like watching Maleficent. I like watching those kind of movies. I like watching Descendants with her. You know, the evils, the evils kids. Right. And, um, but no, I never watched Once Upon a Time. I was just curious because they do quite a bit with the evil queen. It's, it's interesting. Really? You might have to go back and start watching it. But I'm not a real big TV person. You got a lot going on. I <laughs> yeah, do. You know. If you like uh, Disney, you'll like this. Yesterday, we met Tinkerbell. The original. Oh, the the lady what? who was the model for Tinkerbell. Really? Like back in the 50s, yeah. And could not be nicer. Like the <sighs> sweetest lady I think I have ever met in my entire life. She just acted like we were best friends from moment oh, one. Yeah. I would hope so. That would be, that's Tinkerbell, isn't it? It is, yeah. You're right. That's great. Yeah. I'm glad the personality matches the doll. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I hadn't really thought about that, but it's like it does make me wonder how much of that ended up kind of getting incorporated. Not, I mean, Tinkerbell right. was always going to be Tinkerbell, but she did kind of have that just really light and airy personality oh. that I wonder how much got pulled in. You know? Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Do you have any advice for new people that just got their bike? Get connected with the right community. Pick your people because the people are always going to be there to support you above and beyond, no matter what's going on in your life. I have to tell you, I am so extraordinarily grateful for my heart rate tribe. They're truly an impeccable group of people who are there supporting me on through this whole entire year of my depression. I'm going to sit here and cry because I love them so much. I couldn't be more thankful for how much rooting they give me behind the scenes. So pick your people. There is an amazing group of people everywhere. You're going to meet people from all over the world. And I think just get connected and just ride. Who cares about numbers? This is just (laughs) bull crap. I hate that stuff. And just have fun and make sure you come to HRI because that's really where you get to meet real people. I, I, I couldn't be more happier that me and my husband are a part of this community. It's probably the best thing that has happened to our marriage. Aww. That's sweet. That's awesome. Oh my gosh, you're gonna make me cry. (laughs) People who are married or in partnerships, when they do it together, it really is one thing that can connect you in such a deep way. I'm truly, truly, truly grateful for this community. So Tom should get on the bike, is what you're saying. Yes. No, I think what she was saying uh, is that Peloton has connected us, even though I don't ride the bike because we do this every week. (laughs) That is true too. See, you heard her. <laughs> I'm, 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 I have to be a devil's advocate, but yes. <laughs> uh, 
I guess before we go, how can people find you on social media or any of your various outlets and organizations? Well, if you want to connect with wards, WOAR.org. Look them up. Look up your local rape crisis center if you want to support a center like that in your community. We're all over. You name it. I'm a social media queen. My name's Krista Habern. Look me up. Google me. You're going to find me on every platform you can search. So Awesome. Well, so, well thank you very much for taking the time to join us today. Yes, thank, thank you, you very much. And Both I, of you. I thought I would well, take I a moment to let you know that you know, Philadelphia, Philadelphia is the fifth largest city in America. Ah, oh, yes. Now I know. I was pretty good for right off the top of my head. You were, but, but yeah. I'm shocked that there's only one rape crisis center. That's wow. But it must be huge and amazing. Cause it's, it is It is pretty amazing. They're amazing people doing amazing work. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. Thank today. you, Tom. Thank you, Crystal. I appreciate it tremendously. Thank you. I hope you have a good rest of your weekend. You as well. Thanks, everybody. No problem. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. So uh, what, pray tell, do you have in store for people next week? We have a special guest, Max Colhane, who has a a lot to talk about. Fascinating stories, including a very special story about 9-11. And we thought, hey, it's pretty timely. Absolutely. He works in the media mm-hmm. and uh, and he happened to be in New York when it all went down. And so he would talk to us about that and about a lot of other things. Tons of stories. Like, this is one you do not want to miss. It's not, I don't want to make it sound like nope. it's going to be a downer. No, it, it's uh, it. There's there'll be a lot of other stuff, too. But yes. I, we just thought like with with 9-11 coming up. It's the anniversary. It would uh, be good fit. Absolutely. Awesome. So uh, where can people find you until next week? They can find me. At Facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Twitter or Instagram and, of course, on the bike at Clip Out Crystal. So we're going to do another one, though? Is oh, yeah. Okay. It's happening. Okay. So, But but my story, honey. Yeah. Okay. It's not about people. So unless we're all going to turn into mollusks, that's, doesn't count. That's the goal. That we're all going to turn into mollusks? I'm halfway there. <laughs> So until then, you can find me at uh, Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe uh, or on Twitter at Roger Kubert. And uh, you can find the show at iTunes where you can rate, review, subscribe or wherever you get your shows. Stitcher, Google Play. There's all a host of places. It's not just iTunes. It's just that's about 50 percent of podcasts. So we push it the most. But there are many, many other ways. And don't forget, uh, you can check out our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash The Clip Out. Join the group while you're there and you'll get information pushed to you in a more timely manner and not be left to the mercies of Facebook's algorithms. So uh, that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep peddling. Set yourself free. Come